Hello, church family. This is Marilyn Mitchell, and it's my honor to serve at the New Vision Buchanan Campus as Women's Ministry Director. And today I'm blessed to be reading 1 Thessalonians 3, 6 through 13 with you. And I'll be reading from the English Standard Version, which says this, But now that Timothy has come to us from you and has brought us the good news of your faith and love and reported that you always remember us kindly and long to see us as we long to see you, for this reason, brothers, in all our distress and affliction, we have been comforted about you through our faith. For now we live if you are standing fast in the Lord. For what thanksgiving can we return to God for you? For all the joy that we feel for your sake before our God, as we pray most earnestly night and day that we may see you face to face and supply what is lacking in your faith. Now may God our Father himself and our Lord Jesus direct our way to you. And may the Lord make you increase and abound in love for one another and for all as we do for you so that he may establish your hearts blameless in holiness before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus with all his saints. Ah, Friends, there's a lot to unpack here, but can I just say that this passage, especially this prayer of Paul and, and in many other of the books of Paul, the prayers that he prays over the believers, man, would you pray this over me? I am praying this over you. And I believe that these are solid God-honoring, God-aligned prayers. I mean, can you imagine? I, I want this um, in my life as well, that, that the Lord would increase and abound the love that we have for one another that he would establish our hearts blameless in holiness. Oh yes, Lord, please, before our God and Father. Um, I just think that's so precious. So I wanna get that out of the way. Um, just that what a powerful prayer. And, and, and I wanna come back to it. But what we see here in the beginning of this passage is just this joy and relief that Paul is expressing based on the good report about the faith and love that he's receiving about the Thessalonians from Timothy. I think that this is such a good model and example for us. We should be so invested in kingdom work that we have these strong emotions that we see Paul display here. This just delight, this joy to see people walking in faith. Oh, that we would have such a passion to see and to support that as well. So for sure, we see this joy, we see this relief, and we feel, this is another one of the things I just love about Paul and about his letters, is you can literally just taste the longing that he has for these brothers and sisters in the faith, um, and how sincere it is that he is truly longing to see them again, and he is praying fervently, earnestly, he says, night and day to get the chance to come back and see them again. And not so that he can be loved on, so that he can be refreshed as a minister, but so that he can continue to supply what might be lacking in their faith. And, you know, as a fellow teacher, wow, that is just such a um, challenge to, to have that same heart, to want to have that same passion and earnestness, not just for the salvation of these believers, but for their discipleship, for their growing up in the faith, that they would increase and abound in love, that they would be established as blameless in holiness in their hearts. This is just, um, I hope that you can really feel this passion um, that, that Paul is displaying because it's, it's incredibly evident here. Um, but what I don't want to miss 
yes, there's this super important um, theme of mutual encouragement and love within the body of Christ. But what I what I think could be easy to pass over if we're focusing on all these joys and delights, but listen, they are under severe distress and affliction. Not only the Thessalonians, but Paul and, and Timothy as well, right? Like there is affliction, there is persecution against these believers. And so it's in the midst of these trials that they are praying fervently, that they are rejoicing and giving thanks for this joy, um, even in the midst of these trials, and maybe especially in the midst of these trials. And so I think that that's something, you know, the Lord just is so faithful, isn't he? And it's it's always... Um, a point of praise in my life to the Lord, how he just seems to continue to reiterate certain themes in my life. And when he's teaching me something, it just feels like I get it from all sides, right? No matter where I go, whether it's a Sunday sermon, whether it's a Bible study through the week, whether it's my reading through the Bible, whether it's these podcasts, it's so um, beautiful to me how the Spirit weaves all those things together um, to kind of get across the same messages to me. And something that I personally... Um, I've just really been wrestling through lately, and, and I've shared some of this before, but is just that there is such a need for this closeness, this nearness to God, to staying in lockstep with the Spirit through His Word, through prayer, this earnest prayer um, to for these things. But what's so fascinating to me is Paul does not pray for their rescue. He does not pray for their relief. He does not pray for affliction to end. He could, right? There would be nothing wrong with that, but that's not what he focuses on. What does he focus on? That they would increase and abound in love, that the Lord would establish their hearts as blameless in holiness. I don't know about you, but like that, I, I spend a lot of time thinking about this, how we are so hardwired as a culture, I believe, um, but, but just as humans to seek comfort, to seek relief, to kind of like numb out to anything that's uncomfortable. We, we want to avoid pain. We want to avoid suffering. We want to avoid sorrow. And certainly that on the surface seems perfectly normal and natural to, to want to do that. But I think in the Christian life, if we look at scripture, it repeatedly tells us that in this world, we will have trouble. We are called to die to self. That's a painful process. We are called to pick up our cross and follow him. We are not told that we're going to come skipping down the lane free of all burdens and cares in an easy, comfortable life. And, and you know, that's hard, isn't it? Because that's not really the message that we're hearing from the rest of the world. The rest of this world is telling us, girl, you need a break. Girl, you need a bubble bath. Girl, you need a glass of wine, whatever that is, right? We're being given all these other options for how to numb the intensity of our circumstances to how to avoid uncomfortableness. And what I love here is that Paul says, you know, it's not that he's not acknowledging those things. He, he many times mentions the extreme distress and affliction and pain that they are in, but he also pairs it with how the comfort that they receive in the midst of those things is to see people walking and living out their faith in love. 
man, doesn't that just say something? And, you know, I know we're, we're some months removed now from kind of the Love is the Brand series, but man, it just really calls back to that for me. Just this need, this call, this um, imperative directive that love is the brand. Love is what we're called to do. And that's what Jesus did. That's what he does. That's what he will do. And so um, I'm just really convicted and challenged by this today that, you know, Paul gives thanks to God for this encouraging news. He doesn't spend all of his time in prayer lamenting the circumstances. And it's not to say that he couldn't or shouldn't. Please don't misunderstand me. There's a place for that as well. But I think it's so important that we direct our hearts and minds to the kingdom or to the eternal impacts. And so what does that mean? Will we have some affliction? Will we have some distress? Will we have... um, heavy burdens um, that, that come to us in this life, yes. But what Paul knows and what he's trying to encourage in these precious believers and in us is that everything we need is found in God our Father and the Lord Jesus and that he alone is able to increase and abound the love that we have for each other and to establish our hearts blameless in holiness, which as a Christian, as a, as a Christ follower, is my heart's utmost desire. So all of the intensity of this emotion, all the intensity of this experience, it really just underscores the importance, again, of mutual encouragement and steadfastness in the face of persecution. You know, we wrestle with, you know, when do we like bail, right? When do we say, okay, this persecution is is opposition and so I need to leave it versus when do we know to stand firm? And all I can tell you, friend, is that in all my wrestling, what it always comes back to is seek the Lord, seek his face in prayer and in scripture and in the mutual encouragement of believers. So I highly encourage you to surround yourself with those who are chasing hard after Christ and and join them in that passion. Pray for those in authority, pray for those that are leading and discipling, but join in that and in this focus on love, spiritual growth, and above all, a readiness for the return of Christ. So I pray that for you and for me this morning. And I do, I just want to pray these verses as we close. Now may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus direct our way to you. And may the Lord make you increase and abound in love for one another and for all as we do for you. So that he may establish your hearts blameless in holiness before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus with all his saints. In the mighty name of Jesus, yes and amen.